This is the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toys and Ford. Hello, everyone. I'm Scott Montesano, and I'm so excited to have you join us on a program that highlights the local sports in and around our region. From youth to scholastic and collegiate, we cover it all by introducing you to the many athletes and coaches themselves. Coming up this week, we chat with coaches and players with both Oakware Memorial and Oakware North football teams. Their seasons have recently completed, and we recap the gridiron campaign for the Old Abes and the Huskies. Before we get to that, we begin, as always, by rounding the bases locally. Of course, the, the, the weather this week may, may easily be able to fool us emotionally because it's going to be in the 60s and the 70s, and whether we can only dream we're going to get in April once it's time for spring sports. But we are very much in the transitional period, the crossover period, the gray period, where the fall sports and the winter sports begin to intersect. Of course, at the high school level, the winter sports will begin their practices here in the next few days. I believe next week or the week after is when they begin. Of course, for the the Blue Golds, the winter sports are, in fact, either underway or just days away. But not only does the beginning of the winter sports season signal the, the beginning of something new, it also means we are very much in postseason time for the fall sports. And that's what we have right now. And many of the fall sports are hitting their climatic conclusions. And this is one of those very exciting times of the year for any number of reasons. Uh, The games mean an awful lot. There is something about a game where there is no safety net. You win, you continue, or you win and you get the ultimate prize. You lose and well, you, you, you come up empty, all right? There, there is no tomorrow. We all love that. It's why those games draw the most amount of interest. And it continues to be tournament time, and at the high school level, you're thinking football, and here in this area, you've got two teams that are still alive with football. Uh, most of the teams were scratched away last week in level two, but as we get to level three, You've got Mondovi. They're going to be taking on Marshall down in the Madison area in Division 5. Mondovi will be the underdog. We'll see what they can do down against Marshall. But also fellow Clover Bell Conference team, the, the Clover Bell Conference champion, Regis Ramblers will be at Carson Park on Friday night, and they'll be taking on Edgar in Division 7 Two heavyweight programs and remember a lot of the players that are on these teams weren't part of championship teams 20 30 40 years ago obviously but there is something about a winning dna and the fact you reload year after year the, the, when you have a winning DNA, it just tends to bleed from class to class and that's what you have on friday night regis against Edgar out of the Wausau area. And uh, winner moves on. Loser has their season come to an end. And I've said this before on this program. I don't see anybody knocking Regis off. And I had a chance to see Edgar last Friday night. Was over there calling uh, the Spring Valley Edgar game. 
on 106.7. And Edgar obviously has the Hall of Fame head coach in Jerry Sins. If there is a Hall of Fame, he's in it. He's got accolades for his football coaching. He's got accolades for his educational work as a math instructor. He's been there for 48 years He'll probably get to 50 years. There's been talk of him retiring. He's probably not going to be retiring anytime soon. Edgar just wins. All right. Two years ago in the pandemic altered season, they went nine and zero. They've got championships. They almost always go deep in the playoffs. And this year they are a strong team. Carter Butt is a name that you're going to hear an awful lot of. He, he, he runs the ball about nine out of 10 plays and he, also gets about nine out of every 10 tackles for Edgar. And Edgar is a strong team. They can throw the ball occasionally as well. They're out of the Merrywood Conference. They were a co-champ out of that conference. And they won a low-scoring slobber knocker against a solid Spring Valley team on Friday night. But having seen Regis and having seen Edgar, I just don't see it being a game on Friday night. Regis is just so deep. Now, Edgar has a winning pedigree, as I said, that DNA. It's hard to break it. Uh, it's hard to pull away from a team like that. All right. You're usually not going to be able to get out to a, a three score lead in the first half against a team like that. They're going to be able to make plays on you. But I don't see Edgar being able to keep up with Regis. Does that mean it's going to be a blowout? Do I see Regis necessarily beating Edgar by, you know, a, a forty to a forty to ten score, not necessarily. Edgar can tackle very very well. You're not going to probably get those, you know, thirty five, forty five, fifty yard big chunk play touchdowns that Regis uh, seemingly got week in and week out in Cloverbell Conference play. That's likely not going to happen. You're not going to see Xander Rocco. All right, break loose for a 70-yard run on Friday night. I don't necessarily know if the game's going to be a dismantling on the scoreboard, but I foresee a game in which Regis has control of that game all throughout. Uh, a lot of people have made note of the fact that on Friday night, you know, Boysville kept it competitive with Regis for a quarter or two. Uh, from everybody I've talked to, though, Regis had control of that game. Regis had a control. And the thing for Regis, if they're going to advance to the state tournament, they just can't beat themselves. All right? Protect the football, you know, prevent having the, you know, the, 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 the strip sack against you or a pick six or some sort of momentum-changing play that's going to put you behind the eight ball. And as long as Regis maintains that, I, see, I just don't see anybody that beats them from what I have seen. And, and, and I've thought that ever since that game that I called when it was Regis against Mondovi. And Mondovi, as I just mentioned, they've advanced to level three in Division Five, and they are a strong, strong team with Dawson Rudd and Jared Faulkner, and they are very good. And they could be a state championship game squad. They are capable of winning two more games. And, and Regis just went right over them as though they were just a pile of leaves. There was no resistance at all. So that'll be Friday night, Regis against Edgar, and I just don't see that being much of a game. That doesn't mean if you see the score, and the score is, let's say, Regis wins, 
you know, let's say 28 to 18. And you say, oh, Edgar kept it close, Scott, thought it was going to be a blowout. Once you get to this level, the, the running clock blowouts tend to be tend to be a thing of the past. As the weather gets colder, you tend not to get those 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 running clock games. The the, the season gets longer, you get better teams. But I just I, I I could very well see it being a game though that Regis is always in control of. That re, that if you're watching the game, the eyeballs tell you Regis is, is dictating the pace. Besides football, you obviously have the volleyball state championships this weekend in Green Bay and the area well represented, especially to the north of of where our listener base tends to be. You have Chippewa Falls in the Division I finals. And by the way, go back and listen to our first episode. We chat with Luke Heitke and a few of the members of that Chai High girls volleyball team. That's uh, the October 17th edition of the Sports Watch podcast. You can go back and listen to that. But Chai High is in the state tournament in Green Bay. Bloomer is in Division Two, And McDonald is back at Division Four. So you've got three area teams in the volleyball state championships. And best of luck to them. This weekend, uh, of course, there's been cross country that went on over the weekend. You've had that tennis wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, don't want to sleep on this. The Chai High Equestrian team won their ninth straight state title. It's not a WIAA sanctioned sports done by another entity, but still, hey, good for them. It's, it's, it's not necessarily something I know an awful lot of equestrian. Scotty, when he was growing up, grew up around uh, a couple horse tracks, and I know how to bet on the the racing ponies. But you know, game respect game, if you will. I don't care what you're doing. Okay, you could be taking part in pie eating contests. You win nine straight years. <laughs> you know, heck, you win just one, but you win nine straight years. That is that is every bit uh, a dynasty. That, that is, that is a, a strong program they have there. So congratulations to the Chai High Equestrian team. Ninth straight state title uh, for them, and obviously they deserve a lot of accolades for all the effort they put in. You've got Blue Gold Athletics. They, too, have their conference tournaments this weekend. Two teams of note, women's soccer, finished third in the regular season. They are home on Tuesday night. In the first round, a nice bounce back year for Sean Yango's squad, and and you know that's a program that has been scuffling a little bit for the last five or six years. They showed signs last year of the arrow pointing up. This year, a solid season, and they have a chance to make it even more special. Uh, they'll probably they'll probably need to win the conference tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. So you're not necessarily thinking NCAA tournament right now. You're just trying to survive in advance, win in advance. And we'll see if they can do that on Tuesday as they get a home game. And the volleyball team will be home on Tuesday. It's funny how expectations change, don't they? Now, Kim Woody's team had a great season. I think it's something like 27-7. and seven. And they're, they're nationally ranked and, and all of that. But they finished fourth in the WIAC. We, we know the WIAC being a meat grinder in football. It's every bit a meat grinder in, in women's volleyball 
this year because Whitewater and Oshkosh and Stevens Point, they're all national championship level squads this season. But it's funny, you know, you know, success breeds more expectations. And the volleyball team has had a solid season, but they're at a point right now where they probably have to win at least two. Probably don't have to win out, but they probably have to win at least two in the conference tournament to advance to the NCAA tournament. They'll be home on Tuesday night. Game again, they have to win in order to, of course, keep their season going and probably to keep NCAA tournament dreams alive. A lot of fun. That'll be Tuesday. Tuesday, you got soccer and you've got volleyball on campus. Uh, the soccer starts at 5, and then you swing over to volleyball. That starts at 7. Could be a, a wonderful, wonderful playoff day for the Blue Golds. And one other thing with the Blue Golds, uh, the season did not officially begin for the men's basketball team on Sunday, but you and I know it did. The exhibition game down at the Kohl Center against the Wisconsin Badgers. I was down there for BlueGolds.com. And what a moment. You know, the, the Badgers won the game. There's a lot to like that you saw from the Blue Golds. Uh, they, they instituted a press, which seems like you might see that more from Matt Cyberling's team this season. They bring back a lot of players from a team last year that was a sneaky 11-15. Now, you are what your record says you are in the words of Bill Parcells, but you know they, they had a number of games that were decided by a possession or two and were decided in the last two minutes. Now, you have to win those games, and they didn't win a lot of them last year, but it wasn't like they were dominated and were a soft 11-15. They've got some high expectations going into this year. They looked very competitive against the Badgers, but that event on Sunday was... And talking to Matt Cyberling leading up to it, that's about just the fun and the experience. And they made sure that every player on that team got a chance to play. So that was not your regular rotation. All right. Every kid got a chance to play. They wanted players to soak in the atmosphere. Look around while you're out there on the court. Players were 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 looking around the bowels of the Cole Center. It's a great opportunity for the players, the coaches the staff, and the community as a whole. And there were a lot of people from Eau Claire and a lot of alums from other parts of the state that were there at the game on Sunday wearing their blue-gold colors and soaking it in. And just the, the community pride aspect that comes in there, it's not something you get an awful lot. To sit at the Cole Center, look up at the video board, and see the blue-gold logo there. It was just cool. There doesn't have to always be an extra meeting behind it. It was just cool. It was awesome. It was all of those things. And I think a lot of people had a great deal of fun. It's, it's something that nobody in the WIAC takes for granted, that the men's basketball team for 17 straight years has welcomed in a WIAC opponent. The women's program has been doing it now for, I think, just about the same amount of time, just a, not as long so Tanya England's squad, which I think was down there six or seven years ago, they'll begin to go back uh, here in the next couple of years. We know the women's hockey team got to go down last year as well. These are just special moments that I think people uh, definitely take advantage of and, and enjoy. And that was just something that really was an awful lot of fun on, on Sunday. And I know a number of people 
who couldn't make it down followed the game on uh, the internet and listened to my broadcast of it. It was it was it was a special moment and a great way to kick off the season. Now the stats of the game are quickly forgotten. The result is quickly forgotten. But I was joking with a couple of the people. That's the sort of game. A lot of photos are taken, of course. A lot of professional photos are taken. And that's the game where the player, those are the photos that are going to end up framed on a player's desk at their office or up at their house with them guarding a, a player wearing a Badger uniform. That's, that's one of those, that's one of those uh, uh, icebreaker photos you put up in an office or in a house where you know, guests come over and they go, oh, you played against the Badgers. Yeah, yes, I did. Uh, again, coming up here in a moment, you're going to hear from members of the Eau Claire North football team and the Eau Claire Memorial football team. Both of the uh, city's public schools did not make the postseason this year, but still, uh, you know, fun seasons for both of them, especially for North. We, we know about uh, the big win they had against Menominee this year, first time and some 30 years they had, they had that. The arrow definitely pointing up for them. We know Memorial, the arrow pointing up for them as well. So you're going to hear from the coaches and you're going to hear from some players for both uh, North and Memorial here in just a moment. This is the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toyson Ford. Hi, this is Craig Toyson. And at Toyson Ford, whether it's buying a new vehicle or having your current one repaired, we take customer service very seriously. And a big part of that is making sure that we have the same familiar faces each and every time you visit. We take great pride in the longevity of our staff, and it shows in the kindness and the good care we give each of our customers. But don't take our word for it. Read our reviews online and ask anyone with a Toyson sticker on the back of their car. They'll gladly tell you why you'll find a friend at Toyson Ford. And we continue on with the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toyson Ford. And as we get in the transitional period, winter sports are about to kick into high gear. But we wind down the fall sports season. Eau Claire North football had one of its better seasons in recent years and an opportunity for us to catch up with some of the players and the head coach, Matt McGinnis. Coach, how's it going? Good, really good. Thanks for having us on. Well, I know you brought uh, a lot of guys here. We can almost have a flag football game uh, in our interview time. Tell us who you brought along with you tonight. Yeah, so I got uh, Brady Jensen here. Um, should have uh, – I, I can't see kind of who's on here, but should have Carter Burns on here uh, and then uh, running back Cam Olson with us. Yep, you, you, you guessed correctly out of all Perfect. that. Uh, well, Coach, I'll get to the, to the players in, in just a moment, but – you know, of course, the, the season ended up short of moving out of the postseason, which is the ultimate goal for you guys. But but talk a little bit about the feeling of growth for that program. Uh, we all know that in particular in the last 10 years, it's been hard to get a foothold. And it seems like there's now some some wind at the sails at that school. Yeah, you know, I think. Um, the biggest thing that we talked about this year is uh, the fact that we had important games every single time we took the field on Friday. And um, th that just hasn't been the case in the past, you know? So um, we, we have a ton of, of momentum uh, with our program and uh, you know, a lot more buy-in than, than we've had in the past. Uh, so, so now more than ever, you know, one thing we've, we've already had team meetings after the season and, um, now more than ever, it's it's so important to to keep that momentum going uh, because you could 
you know, you could easily fall back into, um, you know, old habits. So. And now that you've had a chance to, to let it sink in for the last week or so, and you, you really won't know for until you get into the beginning of next season, but where do you, where would you be the most opt optimistic for growth next year? Yeah, I think next year, uh, we have a ton of skill coming back. You know, I would say the majority of our skill positions are coming back. Um, got to find some size, you know, and we got to we got to figure out who is going to anchor anchor down our offensive and defensive line. Um, but like I said, ton of ton of skill coming back. Like these three guys that I have on with us tonight um, are, are three returners um, that that'll that'll bring that skill back. So. Well, I'll throw this out to the uh, to the three athletes that we have. What would you guys say was the highlight of the season? Probably be a Menominee. Yeah, that one been uh, been about thirty years there. You know what made that so special? Outside of the fact that uh, <laughs> you guys weren't alive and uh, your your parents were were in grade school the last time the school had beaten Menominee. Besides just the length, what made that so special? Um, probably it gave us a realistic look of like what we think it takes to make the playoffs and stuff like that. So I feel like being Menominee really helped us like view that we can make the playoffs and it's actually doable. Carter, I'll ask you, uh, on, you know, within the, within the school walls, is there a little more excitement about the, the football team amongst the, the students and the teachers when you guys would have a game week? Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, people getting excited for games, whether that's, um, just all week, you know, people asking about it. Normally, it was kind of like a um, people really didn't care much. Um, but now that, you know, we kind of changed the direction, um, people are starting to, you know, talk about it, you know, after a big win or something, you know, it's the talk of the school for a while. So, yeah, for sure. Yo, Cam, I'll ask you, uh, you know, one of the sort of unique to football is – roster size and, and getting interest you know it's one of the you know some programs have got to do cuts football you're trying to get bodies and we know at Eau Claire North there was a, a time there where it was a struggle to get uh, young men to want to play the game of football are you seeing more interest as you were coming up in middle school and now into high school uh, for kids at North to play football uh yeah I'd say so uh I remember in uh, middle school, we were all really excited. Uh, we had a super big class, and the freshman class this year especially is, I think it's a new record uh, size. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, we're starting to see a lot more kids coming out, uh, really optimistic for the future. Something for all three of the, the athletes. What do you guys like about playing football? Uh, for me – I love the game, you know, I grew up on it and, you know, I love to be competitive. I love the competitive aspect um, and the game itself just, it sits with me. I don't know. Something about it. I just love it. Um, I'd have to say my favorite thing is the relationships that you gain from it and hanging out with everyone and you just grow so close. You get some of your best friends uh, and you get to hang out with them after school every day. So. 
yeah, like Kevin said, making relationships is definitely a big part of it. And probably the feeling of the game day, just the energy that's throughout the locker room, just something you won't be able to relive. You know, now that the, the season's over and we transition into, into winter, what now fills the time for the three of you? Um, for me, I got a lot of weight room, <clears throat> a lot of weight room and some basketball and some track. Yeah, for me, I play basketball too this winter, but right now I focus on the weight room, try to get as many guys as there as possible so we're ready for the next season. Uh, I'd have to say, yeah, getting in the weight room and then I'm going to be doing wrestling this winter. That's all good. And, 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 Coach, we bring it back to, to you to, to wind things wind things down. Uh, as the season comes to an end and you've got a little bit more uh, <laughs> a little bit more free time out there, uh, what what fill, what fills your late afternoons and and uh, your weekends now is you don't have to worry as much about uh, pouring over video and and uh, well preparing and then having the games. Well, you know it's it's funny you say that because I I. I kind of thought that's what it was going to be uh, and so far it really hasn't been um I, I i feel i've watched just as much film this week than i had in game weeks and um but but it'll be really nice because this will be my first uh true off season you know i got the job uh, kind of late in the game last year uh so having a full off season um i, I actually coached the high school girls hockey team here in uh, eau claire too so that'll be a little bit busy um but that's just kind of Nice change of pace from football, um, but it'll be a ton of film, ton of uh, clinics this this winter and and spring. So, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Best of luck uh, as you uh, as you all transition into into winter activities and uh, exciting times for Old Quarter North. Thank you very much. Thank you. And once thank again. You. Uh, once again, that is members of the Old Quarter North football team here on the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toyson Ford. And the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toyson Ford, continues on. And we continue to wind down the fall sports season. Some football teams are still in action. Others have had their seasons come to an end. So a chance for us to recap how things have gone for them. And right now being joined by uh, the head coach and a player with Eau Claire Memorial, head coach Rob Scott is with us. And uh, Gavin Gerber, a member of the football team the last few years, is with us as well. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Coach, let's begin uh, Let's begin with you. Uh, of course, you, you guys always want more wins, and, and nobody's ever satisfied as long as if they don't go undefeated. But even though there was not a playoff run this year, how would you overall describe uh, the season and, and, and some of the things that bring a smile to your face as a high school coach? Well, you know, looking at the, uh, the macro view from, from way overhead, you know, and taking a couple of weeks now to reflect, I do think our season was very successful. Uh, you know, um, I would argue that when we look at the scoreboard and our record, of course, but uh, the progress we made was uh, very large. It uh, wasn't as much progress as we wanted to make because, uh, you know, we, we were definitely 
our goal was to make the playoffs and to make a playoff run and contend for a conference championship and, and you know, have a conference championship and so forth and so on. But uh, if you look at uh, the years prior in our program and, and the progress we made uh, this year, I think, uh, you know, there, there was great progress and, and that was led by our senior class. Our senior class was all in this year, no doubt about it. Uh, from, from the time last season ended to, to the time the, the final play was ran this year, uh, those kids gave us everything they had. And I'm forever grateful for their effort and we'll have lifetime relationships because of the bonds that, that they made with each other and our coaching staff. And, and we're, uh, we're very, very happy with the way that went. And then, then you look at, you know, was it a season of significance? And, and that's what we're all here for. We all want to win every game, no doubt about it. But uh, when we look at significance, it, it, our significance, uh, the kids with each other, first and foremost, is off the charts. And uh, they have memories and bonds that have lasted a lifetime. And, and uh, very, very thankful for this, this outgoing senior class and what they brought to our program. And I think it's one of those things, Coach, uh, it, it fits into a, into a poster and what have you, but it's it's more than a game, especially at the high school level. As you said, uh, the memories that happen and 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 uh, the inside jokes that develop in a locker room and uh, and in those bus rides and even even on the sideline. As a coach, that has to because we've all lived it ourselves. Anyone that ever played, uh, that has to bring a smile to your face and warm the heart, knowing that you help to facilitate that, isn't it? Well, no doubt about it. And, and yeah, it does feel good to help that, but it is really a village. We have 18 coaches on our staff and we have great player leadership and, and it's emotional when you, when you think about it and you, you sit back and you reflect on, on the memories and, and the changes that you've seen the transformation of kids and, and their families over, over our great game. And, and, you know, and they transform me as well. And, and the growth that swings both ways. And that's why we do it. And uh, it, it comes down to love. Uh, there's just a lot of love in our program and um, we're hitting the target there. And I'm so, so happy about it and, and um, excited to keep going. And uh, coach, why don't you tell us a little bit about the guest you brought along with us today? Yeah. Uh, Gavin Gerber, he's, uh, you know, been in our program all four years and, and his, He's got an older brother that, that I know he's extremely proud of that was two years older than him and came through the program. And, and uh, I'll, I'll forever be extremely grateful for, for what Gavin has done for our program and really his whole family. But uh, you talk about leadership and, and great people, and Gavin hits all the marks or checks all the boxes. Uh, high character, excellent student athlete, multi-sport athlete, leader in our hallways. Uh, I could talk for hours and not even talk about the, the great football player he is. And, uh, you know, he found his niche on both sides of the ball, especially this year and broke in that way last year, three-year starter at cornerback. Uh, one of the premier players in our area, without a doubt. And uh, I'll go further. He's one of the premier players in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, just a pure athlete and, and uh, knows the game extremely well, a coach on the field. Uh, sometimes those guys are hard to coach because, uh, they make us better as coaches and Gavin's certainly that guy. And um, he's not hard to coach because of his personality. His personality makes it great, but he's just incredibly smart and dialed into the football, uh, dialed into football. And um, I'm excited for Gavin's future in the game. And, and I'm, I'm more excited about his future as a young man. And he's going to be going on and be a great father if he chooses to be and a great person in this, uh, hopefully in this community or wherever community he decides to go, he's, he's going to be a great leader. 
Well, Gavin, let me ask you, uh, what, do you, what, do you what is it that you like about playing football? What drew you to the game? Um, it's just, just always kind of been in the family. Um, like Coach said, my brother grew up in the game, and he kind of passed it down to me. Um, so it's kind of always been a football or a, fa- a family game. Um, it's something that this time of the year is really special to our family, and the ability to play football um, is something that we cherish as a family. What's something about football you don't like? <laughs> uh, there's there's not much I can I can say about say bad about football. Um, it's the game's given so much to me and my family. I really don't think there is a ba- a bad thing to it. Yeah, you know, your coach mentioned uh, leadership, and and that's one of those things that uh, it's like musical preference. If you line ten people up, you'll get ten different opinions uh, of it, but. You know, the, the, there's, there's, you know, even though you might have different opinions on what exactly leadership is, there's always a lot of similarities. So I want to ask you, he, he mentioned you, uh, your leadership is a big strength. When we talk leadership, uh, what do you think that means? What is something you tried to do uh, that, you know, makes you a leader? Uh, yeah, that, uh, we went over this in a big aspect during the off season. Um, Coach will tell you I was a little resistant to the the change of the type of leader he wanted us to be, but um, I think becoming a servant leader is something that we preached uh, in a big way, and that was something that I I wish to do this season more than than years past. Um, being a servant leader and being able to teach the the guys underneath me and make sure that my beliefs carry on within them um, after years I've that I pass um, is something that I was a big believer in. Now that the, uh, the season, the season is over, uh, where does your focus shift to in the, the winter months? Uh, for me, it's now on to the next sports, but um, I always, I always like to see the guys in the hallway um, just make sure that they're intact in the program, that they stay engaged in off season lifting and uh and continue to be with the team um that's something that is tough for me now not being able to be there every day with the team but um i hope those guys cherish those opportunities and i would think obviously memorials a a larger school and all that but being a part of of sports teams helps to make it feel a little smaller doesn't it uh when you're walking down the halls you you probably can't go too far without running into a teammate correct yeah, yeah, and that's something that we've been taught ever since I came into uh, Memorial Football um, is you'll always have 60 guys at least that are your friends in the hallways, and uh, that's something that at a big school is really important. Now, this isn't something that – it's not easy to do this like it is at, say, basketball or even you can set it up in baseball and in hockey, but obviously your coach mentioned your, your older brother. Who's a better football player, you or him? um you know I think don't don't be humble I think we each have our strengths but um if you look at overall what we've both been able to accomplish he's probably been able to do a little bit more and I'll be the first to say that 
Ah, uh, see, too many people get humble, right? Too many people in the Midwest, they're humble. No matter what stats may say or anything, you can always say it's uh, you're better uh, for that. Uh, Kevin, before we uh, wind it back with your, your coach, uh, besides football, besides sports, what other passions do you have? Um, you know, like like you already touched, I, I enjoy being a leader. And I, although that does relate to sports, I, I enjoy being a leader outside of it as well. Um, I feel like as long as I have the abilities to, to teach people um, and help grow people in ways that um, I can, I feel like I should be able to do that. And that's something I'm passionate about. And then coach, as we wind it, uh, we wind it up with you. Uh, of course, the, the, there are, there aren't games to prepare for right after the season. Uh, what do you do as the season winds down? How do you, how do you kind of uh, cap off the season from a coaching perspective? Well, uh, first I want to circle back and just, I wasn't kidding. Was I, when I was talking about Gavin and, and uh, how, how much of a dude he is and Gavin, I'm proud of you. Great job. Great answers. And uh, we're, we're going to miss the heck out of that kid. And, and um, he's going to go on and do great things, but yeah, I don't, it never gets less busy, Scott. Uh, you know, now we're uh, meeting one-on-one -on -one with every coach having exit uh, interviews. How can we get better meeting one-on-one uh, -on -one with every returning player, uh, picking the brains of our outgoing players and, you know, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And uh, we're, we're not we're not doing this to get worse. So um, we're looking at every angle of our program and uh, looking to see how we can progress uh, more than we did this last year. And if we do that, we're going to be in really, really good shape. Well, guys, thank you very much, Rob Scott and Gavin Gerber with Oak Ridge Memorial Football. Again, thank you very much for the time here on the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toys and Ford. Thank you, Scott, and thanks for all you do for, for local sports and, and your show. It's great, so thank you very much. And thank you once again to all of our guests for joining us this week. We're back with you on November 14th with an all-new episode. This is Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Until next time, so long, everybody.